Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Welcome to Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Thank you for joining us around the world, wherever you may be. We hope you hear something today always that will be of encouragement to you and a blessing. And like we always say, if you're not saved, ask the age-old question, what must I do to be saved? Amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to get started with a scripture and prayer, and then we're going to have a song from Sister Frida. Scripture we have today is Psalms 130, and it reads, Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of your supplications, of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word, I do hope. My soul wants for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. For he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. Amen. All right, let's bow our heads and hearts for prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you bring us, Lord, and we thank you that we could all gather here today, Lord, to worship you, Lord, and to glorify your name. Lord, we pray for the speaker, Lord, that we may hear a word from you, Lord, and that maybe we all may grow in the knowledge and the wisdom of your word, Lord, and grow closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, freedom. this song is called um, it's a hymn in the cross of Christ I glory Peace and joy. 
I am so amazed and and somewhat disappointed that in today's time we're still talking about that. Uh-huh. I figure I get a lot of silence on that. Because y'all been taught about this, y'all been taught all wrong. This kept you under bondage all this time. I I actually believe some of y'all can't get your victory because y'all still worried about the generational curse. You still trying to bring mom and daddy for what you've been doing. And that's what they teach you, to keep you under bondage. So you have to go to these delivering services every now and then to get delivered. And I, and, I, and again, y'all need to be taught about this. So we're going to take our time. I don't even know if I'm going to get through the lesson today. But we're going to take our time because it's so important that you understand that generational curse, that ain't for you. Amen. That's not for you. And if you are saying to God and you keep talking about what your ancestors did, what you're doing is you 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 you're blaming them for what you do, and you're confusing consequences of natural behavior with curses. And the generational curse thing was for Israel; it ain't for the church. See, when you've been taught this, they mix the two together, so you don't know if you're the church, you don't know if you're Israel. They combine the Old Testament with the New Testament. They combine the pistol. and it's again, it's a building. Because we know and we're taught that it is Jesus, in the Old Testament, it's Jesus Christ concealed, in the Gospels, it's Jesus Christ revealed, and in the epistles, it's Jesus Christ explained. But I have to teach you through this because people get up here and say, oh, the generational curse. No, no, no. The only generational curse you got is the curse of Adam. All right, okay. Our federal head, sin. Okay, you born in sin and shaped in iniquity, so you ain't got to do much more than that. Think about it. You ain't got to think about this. I don't have to teach Ferris how to lie. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> or us. Yes, very true. That's true. I mean, I'm using her as an example. Right. You don't have to teach a baby how to lie. Right, right. You don't have to teach a baby how to be selfish. Nope. It's, already it's already there. It's already there. 
You know, we 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 it is cute, it's romantic to say, oh, it's my what I what I'm going through is because of my my ancestors, my pappy's pappy, or my mama's mama, or something like that. And and and, and see what that leaves you doing from taking personal responsibility for the condition that you're in for the sin that you do. Okay? So we're gonna start with Israel. We're gonna go back to the old testament. All right, Sister Nancy, let's go back to the Old Testament. We're going we're gonna to take out just a lot of scripture now. So y'all just sit back. Don't write nothing because you're not going to be able to keep up. Just go back and listen again. We're going to start off with uh, Exodus chapter 19 and 20, the whole chapter. We're going to set a foundation. Say foundation. Foundation. Amen. Go ahead. Let's go with this. Exodus 19. On the third new moon after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day, they came into the wilderness of Sinai. They set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai. And they encamped in the wilderness. There, Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. The Lord called out to him of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves... Take your time. <clears throat> you, your, you yourselves have been have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings. So that means he brought them out. Mm -hmm. That's a metaphor, eagles' wings. That's a visual. He flew them high above their issue. Okay, go. And brought you to myself. Mm -hmm. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice. What? Obey my voice. If you obey my voice, then what will happen? And keep my covenant. Uh-huh. You shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. So in other words, you're going to be my special people for the earth if you obey my voice and keep my commandments. Go. For all the earth is mine. All the who? Earth. That means everything in the earth it is, right? Right. And the fullness thereof, right? right. All right. Go ahead. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. Uh-huh. And a holy nation. Uh-huh. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So he's telling Moses what you're going to say. Go. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. Okay. All the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Oh, so you said you're going to do it. Y'all going to do it. Uh-huh. Okay, go. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. I'm going to go back to the Lord and tell them what y'all said, liars. But go ahead. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you. So he said, I'm going to show off. Go ahead. And may also believe you forever. Go believe me because I'm going to show y'all something y'all never seen before. Go. When Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Consecrate today and tomorrow. All right, go ahead. And let them wash their garments mm -hmm. and be ready for the third day. Get ready for church, y'all. Go ahead. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Mm -hmm. And you shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Take care not to go up into the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. Mm -hmm. No hand shall touch him. 
but he shall be stoned or shot. Mm -hmm. Whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. Mm -hmm. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people, and they washed their garments. And he said to the people, be ready for the third day. Do not go near a woman. On the morning of the third day. In other words, don't, don't, your husbands, you leave your wives alone. Go ahead. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. And they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. They're waiting for God to show up. Amen. Go. Now, Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people. Do what? Go down and warn the people. All right, what am I warning them about? <laughs> Lest they break through the Lord to look and many of them perish. Mm -hmm. Also, let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, mm -hmm. lest the Lord break out against them. Okay, in other words, you don't need to come if you ain't right. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. And Moses said to the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. They can't? For you yourself warned us, saying, Oh, Set limits around the mountain and consecrate it. Oh, okay. And the Lord said to him, What did he say? Go down and come up bringing Aaron with you. Oh, I can bring Aaron with me. Okay, go ahead. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. Okay. So Moses went down to the people and told them. Mm -hmm. Chapter 20. Pay and, attention. And God spoke all these words, saying... I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Uh -huh. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, mm -hmm. visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Stop. Stop right there. Slow down and read that part again. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. Okay, you should not bow down to your idols or serve them. Go ahead. For I, the Lord. For he, the Lord will do the what? Your God am a jealous God. He's a jealous God. Go ahead. Visiting the, visiting the, the iniquity. iniquity of the fathers and the fathers on the children on the children to the third to the third and fourth generation right okay y'all stop there normally that's generational curse ain't it yes. that's what they use to tell you you under a generational curse but they never read the next sentence read the next sentence okay. of those who hate me but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. So, and, and I'm going to show you, it says thousands of generations of those who keep my commandments. So if you're under a general curse by I'm reading this and interpreting this line by line and verse by verse, it says in context 
that the only way you on a generational curse is, is that your father had to be what? Disobedient. Mm -hmm. But then if your mother and father boy was obedient, you get a breast for a thousand generations. Well, you say, well, Pastor, it only say a thousand. I'm approved to you, he say a thousand generations, okay? Keep reading. 20 verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Mm -hmm. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six <coughs> days you shall labor and do all your work. Mm -hmm. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Mm -hmm. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Mm -hmm. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood far off and said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen. What are they going to do? They're going to listen now, huh? <laughs> all right, go ahead. But do not let God speak to us lest we die. <laughs> so they, they don't want no parts of God. They say, Moses, you keep speaking to God, and then you speak to us what God says. But we don't want no part of this God, because this God is awesome. Yes. All right? Yes. This God is awesome. Go ahead. Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. Okay, so think about what he just said. He said, I did all this showboating and all this power to show you that you may what? Fear him. Be, and I'm going to say, be reverenced and scared of him. Reverential fear. Understanding who you're dealing with. Okay? We talked about that yesterday in Saturday's class. Appreciation who you're dealing with. Okay? This is not rub your belly Jesus. This is rub your belly God. And God said, I ain't rubbing your belly. Okay? He said, this is serious to me. All right? And the people say, from what I've seen, I don't want a part of this, but we're going to do what he say. But Moses, you just tell us. Don't, don't have God talk to us no more. Okay? Go ahead. Verse 21. The people stood far off while Moses drew, drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to Moses, thus you shall say to the people of Israel, you have seen for yourselves that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver to be with me, nor shall you make for yourself gods of gold. An altar on earth you shall make for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stones, for if you wield your tool on it, you profane it. Stop. Altars were made of earth, not buildings. 
-hmm. not podiums. And if they were made from stone, it was just like you go outside and pick up a bunch of big rocks and pile on top of each other. Because he said if you put your tool on it, it what? Profanes him. Hmm. So how is it that this thing that's made by the hands of man in, in the churches, I'm using this, how is that an altar when God said don't make no altar like that? Y'all stuck? Y'all stuck, right? Y'all can run up to the altar. There can't be no altar. That's the altar. He just told you what the altar was. Read what the altar is. Damn. To God, not to you. Not to your denomination. To God. Go ahead. An altar of earth you shall make for me. I ain't seen no dirt in no church. Go ahead. And sacrifice only your burnt offering uh -huh. and your peace offering, uh -huh. your sheep and your oxen. Uh -huh. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered. Every day you call who name? His yeah. name to be remembered. Not that pastor's picture outside to call the church after his name. <laughs> no, this is serious. Yeah. For me, this is serious. Y'all worshiping the wrong thing because y'all don't read. But you're going to read today. Alright. Go ahead. I in every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. He said, if you do what I tell you to do, and remember, if he do what you do what God tell you to do, what he say he going to do? Bless you. For how many years? Thousands of years. Alright. Go ahead. Now, you have to remember, who is he talking to? Israel. Thank you. You're not even in the picture yet. Go ahead. If you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stones, mm -hmm. for if you wield your tool on it, you profane it, mm -hmm. and you shall not go up by steps to my altar. What? It, it won't be elevated when you walk up steps. Mm -hmm. Ain't these pulpits mostly of them churches mm -hmm. are super yeah. elevated? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. So what he's saying is don't go up, okay? And then when you, if you ever get to the part and you research the pulpit, the pulpit wasn't about some, if he said don't build on it, what, he, what is a pulpit? A pulpit wasn't about some wood stacked on top of each other. That's all it was. So you can see. He says don't, don't, don't make it so you got to be so high. Because people get confused. Okay? And there's only one altar we worship at. And, and last time I checked, Nancy... Wasn't a uh, 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 Calvary, a hill, <laughs> made by God's hands? Wasn't a cross, just a wooden cross? Yes. Oh, okay. Church, help us, Lord. All right, let's go, Nancy. Let's let's go. Let's go somewhere else. Let's let's prove this out some more. We ain't done setting the foundation. Let's go Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse one through thirteen. When the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Now, this is still Israel. This is the other thing. That, here we go. Go ahead. And clears away many nations before you. Mm -hmm. The Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Seven nations more, numbers, more numerous and mightier than you. Mm -hmm. And when the Lord your God gives them over to you, and you defeat them, then you must devote them to complete destruction. Complete destruction. Everybody got to die. In St. Louis term, everybody got to die. <laughs> Go ahead. You shall make no covenant with them and show no mercy to them. You should make no deals with them, no covenant with them, but you should 
but but show no mercy to them. Go ahead. You shall not intermarry with them. Don't get married to them. Giving your daughters to their sons, uh -huh. or taking their daughters for your sons. Uh huh. Don't be be don't be unevenly yoked. Mm. Keep it going. For they will turn away your sons from following me. They will turn you away from following me. They will turn your daughters away from following me. They'll turn your sons away from following me because you have mingled and mixed and become evenly yoked with unbelievers. I think that's in the New Testament. Dove but unevenly yoked. And some of y'all yoking. <laughs> and then these ain't even believers. And y'all try to fool me to awesome. But they believe in God. That ain't Jesus. There's plenty of gods. They call Satan the, the god of this world. Yes. In the Bible, in, in Corinthians, they say there's plenty of gods. But they ain't real. Because God said they ain't gods. We just worship them as gods. Worship the, the creation more than the creator. All right, read. Um. For they will turn away your sons from following me to serve other gods. Mm -hmm. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, mm -hmm. and he will destroy you quickly. Mm -hmm. But thus shall you deal with them. You shall break down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars and chop down their ashram and burn their carved images with fire. Mm -hmm. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasure possession. Remember we read that other passage that said, you know, people for his treasure possession. Go ahead. Out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Out of everybody that's on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you. Think about it. It's not because you were so good, so popular, so mighty that he chose to set his love upon you, but go ahead. For you are the fewest of all people. Uh-huh. But it is because the Lord loves you uh -huh. and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers uh -huh. that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand mm -hmm. and redeemed you from the house of slavery from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenants and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. There you go. There your thousand is. If he keeps his covenant for a thousand generations, if you keep his covenant, you got a blessing for a thousand generations. Israel. I want to make sure I I, I get the I, I, he's still talking about Israel. Okay. All right. He's talking about Israel. Go ahead. And repay to their faith those who hate him by destroying them. So but God says when those who disobey him, he say. He says, if you love me, you will do what? Keep Obey me and keep my commandments. Right. If you don't love me, God considers and keep his commandments. He considers that hating him. You become an enemy of God at that point when you continue to know better and don't do better. Okay? Is he done, Nancy? Mm -mm. Go. He will not be slack with one who hates him. He will not be slack. You think the person ain't going to get it. He going to get it. She going to get it. Go ahead. He will repay him to his face. He, see, God ain't going to hide behind no tree. Okay. And throw no rock and hide his hand. When your day comes, you going to know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might not let to talk about it, but you going to know it. It's called the wrath of God. If you, it's called the wrath of God. You ain't saved from the devil. Some of y'all think y'all are. And y'all think, y'all done heard this romantic story about, uh, me and Stephen talk about this day. Uh, hell is a place where they down there partying and drinking and kicking and smoking. Yeah, right. That ain't doing that down there. 
See, that makes it easy to go to hell. Right. Because you're like, I'm doing that here. Right. No, they're being tormented. Right. They're locked up in chains. They wish they had something to drink. They on fire with, with, with not being consumed. They feel like a thousand, ten thousand ants are eating them up from the inside out and they can't do nothing about it. They're in perpetual darkness. So when you hear people paint that rosy picture of hell like in some place, like an amusement park, they're a false teacher. All right? So he ain't going to hide his hand. That was it, right, Nancy? I'm on verse 11. All right, go ahead. 13. You shall therefore be careful to do the commandment and the statutes and the rules that I command you today. In other words, don't you don't get no choice in this. Israel, you don't get no choice in this. Be careful. Make sure you do them. Make sure you do them. Because if you don't do one of them, you, you violated my law. And by what we read so far, then you fall under the what? Curse. Okay? We, it's real. Generational curses is real now. But I'm going to show you something. But again, just bear with me. Don't hang there. Don't get stuck there. We read in the Bible, 34 generations. But I'd rather hang on to the thousand part. Because if I had $400 here and $10,000 here, you're going to pick up the 400 No, you're going to pick up the 10000 Okay? We have an over-excitement about what's evil for some reason or another. We have an overexcitement and an overemphasis on Satan. And that ain't where our emphasis needs to be. All right, go ahead. Verse 12. And because you listen to these rules and keep and do them, the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast love that he swore to your father. So God said, if you do what you're supposed to do, I got my end. He ain't like me and you. We'll lie to each other. And I know y'all some keeping 100 people in here. I keep it 100. You think you're really bragging about something. And the bad part about it, let's say you are a person keeping 100. And you go around telling me, you telling people you keep it 100. You done fell back. You know why? Why you think you done fell back? Pride. You proud of doing what you called to do. And you advertising it to people. So when you think you done said something, you ain't did nothing but prove you a seller. Right. Mm, come yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Mm. That pride, that pride. Mm -hmm. Rise up. I keep it 100. Right. Why you why you should be happy and you be humble that you're able to keep it 100. Amen. I ain't met a person yet. Amen. To keep it 100. That's right. <laughs> okay? Go ahead. Verse 13. He will love you, bless you, mm -hmm. and multiply you. Mm -hmm. Love you, bless you, multiply you. What else? He will also bless the fruit of your womb mm -hmm. and the fruit of your ground, mm -hmm. your grain mm -hmm. and your wine and your oil, mm -hmm. the increase of your herds mm -hmm. and the young of your flock. Okay. Read that again, that material part. Sure. He will also bless the fruit of your womb. The fruit of your womb, that means your babies. The fruit of your ground. The fruit of your ground, where you farming. Your grain. Your grain, your crop. Your wine, your crop, your oil, more crop, the increase of your herds, your, your livestock, mm -hmm. and the young of your flock, the young of your flock, uh-huh, in the land that he swore to your fathers to give you. Okay, Israel's covenant with God was a material covenant, and it was a land contract. Mm -hmm. 
You got it right there in front of you. He said what he going to bless. Now, think about this. Did he, did, did he say they were going to be sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit? No. 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 Okay. All right. You done? I'm done. You done. All right. Go to 1 Kings. And you think this is for just the people. We're going to prove this just for the, the people. In the, go to 1 Kings chapter 11. We're going to see what Solomon got to say. 1 Kings, verse 11. Sorry, verse chapter 11, verse 1. 1 Kings, Kings, chapter 11, verse 1. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women. Oh, violation. <laughs> if I had a bell, I'd be like, if I had a home, I'd be like, Woo, ding, ding, violation, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right off the top, Mr. Wise and Rich. <laughs> Ruled by some other stuff. You can be wise on a whole bunch of things, but when it comes to God, you dumb as a box of rocks. Okay? Simon loved a whole bunch of women, violated one. Go ahead. And remember, that violation says that which you do about loving foreign people, being evenly yoked, will pull you away from God. We already read that. I shouldn't have to go over that with you no more in history. So don't come to me talking about you want to marry somebody ain't saved. All right. Thank you, niece. Say it again. All right. All right. All right. Now don't even come to me. Don't ask me to perform your ceremony. Don't just do what you're going to do. And deal with what you got to deal with. Amen. You ain't going to get mad at me and leave the church. Because that's what you're going to do. And you still going to do what you want to do. So I'd rather you stay and just, not just watch it unfold. All right, go. Along with the daughter of Pharaoh, uh -huh. Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women, mm -hmm. from the nations concerning which the Lord has said to the people of Israel, you shall not enter into marriage with them. Jesus. Neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart after other gods. Mm -hmm. Solomon clung to these in love. Oh, Loving the wrong person. Go. He had 700 wives mm -hmm. who were princesses and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. Who turned away his heart? His wives. But is it his wives' fault or is it his fault? His fault. Because they were pagan anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> and he was married to 700 ways to turn away from God. All right. Go ahead. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, and was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians. Now didn't God tell us to turn them idols down? Yeah. He built them up. Go ahead. And after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Mm -hmm. Verse 6, so Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and did not wholly follow the Lord as David his father had done. Then Solomon built a high place for Kamash, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites, on the mountain east of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And so he did for all his foreign wives who made offerings and sacrifice to their gods. So in other words, he participated in them worshiping their foreign gods. They didn't, they, see, this is what y'all think, sisters. More for the sisters than the brothers. Okay? Some of y'all get married to these guys that's not saved, thinking you're going to make them saved. 
That's what you think? I'm going to change him. I'm going to bring him to church. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. I've heard it. Now watch this. Most men who get saved will not marry an unsaved woman. Check it out. Most men who are saved. I ain't talking about the ones who talk about God. I'm talking about the ones who are saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost. They will not. Okay? But the sisters, the sisters will make an excuse because whatever. You're lonely. You need somebody to take care of you. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, if I'm lying, tell me I'm lying. Okay? But we see that Solomon married these women and it turned his heart away. Okay? Turned his heart away from God. Wisest man in the world, richest man in the world, still can be controlled by his lust. His pride of life. He thought he was doing a good thing because one of the things that you make sound like some kind of sex thing. No, no, no. He was doing it for political reasons, but he had no reason to do it because God already said he was going to give him the land. Instead of building up, he was supposed to be destroying stuff. All right, read. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Twice! God had warned you twice. Go ahead. And had commanded him concerning this thing. Commanded him. Told him what to do, what not to do. Go. That he should not go after other gods. Mm -hmm. But he did not keep what the Lord commanded. So we know that at that point, Solomon deserved to what? Die. Die. Okay, read. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, since this has been your practice. And since you this has been your what? Practice. See, you got you're practicing sin. Mm -hmm. This ain't a one and done. When you get to the New Testament, we're going to talk about the practicing of sin. And it has the same, it produces the same thing. That's why we say when God the same yesterday, day, forever, we talk about his character of holiness. Correct. We're not talking about the dispensational times and how he dealt with Israel, how he's going to deal with the church. Okay? But we're talking about his character of holiness. All right? Go ahead. And you have not kept my covenant and my statutes that I have commanded you. Mm -hmm. I will surely tear the kingdom from you mm -hmm. and will give it to your servants. Uh -huh. Yet for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it in your days, mm -hmm. but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Mm -hmm. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem that I have chosen. And the Lord raised up an adversary against Solomon, Hadad, the Edomite. Stop. So the Lord raised up an adversary. When you're disobedient to God, he may not come directly at you. He may raise up a heathen to chastise you, to come against you. We see that throughout the Old Testament. He raised the Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Persian and the Medes. Yeah, he, he'll raise up the heathen to be his rod of correction on you. All right, let's keep going. So uh, is the foundation set about these generational curses? Yes, it's true. And all the way you need to get out of it is obey. Mm -hmm. <coughs> but they couldn't obey, could they? No. Individually, some did. Because that's why in the Bible we got good kings and bad kings. Jesus says, God says, this king did what I want to do, I blessed him. But if you notice the pattern of, of, of mankind or Israel, the story of Israel, They'll do good for a generation, but the generation after that will forget about God. We'll forget about God. Okay, go to uh, Isaiah chapter 1. 
Now we're moving down the timeline now. There's a whole bunch of time between Solomon and Isaiah. All right. Let's see what's happening with Israel maybe three, four, five hundred years later. Go ahead. Isaiah chapter one. Verse one. Read. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Mm -hmm. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children have I reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. Mm -hmm. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. So in other words, he said, the dumb ox know his master, mm -hmm. and the dumb donkey know who his master is. Mm -hmm. But my children, who I've known for almost a thousand years now, still don't know who I am. They done forgot. See, that the story about the mountain shaking, it's just a story to them. Yeah. They probably don't even believe it. Wow. You see? Yeah. The parents ain't instilled this thing in them to fear God. So they don't even know God. See, the way God said you know me is obeying me. The way you show your love to me is obey me. It always goes back to obedience. Thank you. They say obedience is better than sacrifice. Because you can fake a sacrifice. You can bring everything to the altar. Y'all can run to the altar all you want. You're still full of hell. That's why y'all keep going to deliverance services. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And don't come without your money. Because you might get delivered, but the blessing going to be in the $50, 100 $500 line. Yeah, I'm hitting y'all false teachers. Y'all y'all conning my people. It's the truth. Israel, yes. Yes. and you all, and, and y'all ain't y'all ain't doing it outside on no hill. Right, right. Y'all doing it inside on a perfectly hewn piece of altar, so pretty. The altar was an ugly thing because that's where the sin was paid for. Calvary was an ugly thing. It wasn't beautiful. All those people on that hill getting uh, 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 crucified. That was an ugly thing to look at. And we make it so pristine. Okay, go. Verse 4. Ah, sinful nation. Oh, my goodness, sinful nation. What God going to say? A people laden with iniquity. Laden with iniquity. Now we're saying that deep down dirty nasty sin. Go ahead. Offspring of evildoers. Offspring of evildoers. I guess that's part of generational curse. So God is saying, look, y'all, you the offspring of the people who used to do that. So just follow them. Just follow them. They're making their own decisions, but... It's following them. Go ahead. Children who deal corruptly. Mm -hmm. They have forsaken the Lord. Mm -hmm. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. So in other words, they turn their back on the Lord. They do what they want to do in their own eyes. They set up their own religions, their own rituals, and they and they interpret Scripture the way they want to. There is no private interpretation of Scripture. I don't care what you think it means. You better try to get what God was trying to say. Amen. 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 What you mean and what you believe on your experiences bring nothing to the Word of God. You let God examine your experience. You don't examine God with your experience. See, you've been taught wrong. See, this is serious to me. Because I don't want you to go to hell trying to find, trying to play, play with this thing, play with God's word. Thank you. And some of you should be teachers by now, but we got to go all the way back. Like we doing and start all over again. 
because you're going around talking about generational curses. But we're still in it right now. And as far as right now, we're in it. Go ahead. They are utterly estranged. Mm -hmm. Why will you still be struck down? Why will you still be struck down? Why? Go ahead. Why will you continue to rebel? Why do you keep rebelling, y'all? Go ahead. The whole head is sick. The whole body's sick. Go ahead. And the whole heart faint. Uh-huh. From the sole of the foot even to the head. So y'all need to quit talking about God know my heart. <laughs> he sure do. He just said from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head is sick. And he ain't talking about your blood heart. He talking about that thing within you, that your heart and your soul and your mind. Okay, go ahead. There is no soundness in it. Uh-uh, you ain't stable at all. <laughs> go ahead. But bruises and sores and raw wounds. Mm, mm, mm. They are not pressed out or bound up or softened with oil. Oh, so ain't no sense of putting oil on them. <laughs> 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 ain't no sense of putting oil on them. God say, these wounds are these wounds are disobedient are so festering. That, and he's giving an illustration yeah. of how bad it is. That even the oil that you may put on it not work. So you can save money and not buy all that olive oil. Okay. You need more than that. You need a better kind of oil. Hallelujah. I'm ready to start running on church now. I, I got a better oil for you. But I can't give it to you yet. We got to get there. All right, go ahead. Verse 7. Your country lies desolate. Mm -hmm. Your cities are burned with fire. Mm -hmm. In your very presence, foreigners devour your land. Mm -hmm. It is desolate as overthrown by foreigners. So what he, the Isaiah is right before uh, uh, the Babylonian captivity, near the end of the northern kingdom being taken by uh, the Assyria. Okay? So Isaiah, this is Isaiah saying, look, this is what's going on. All right? Go ahead. Verse 8, and the daughter of Zion is left like a booth in a vineyard, mm -hmm. like a lodge in a cucumber field, like a besieged city. Empty. <laughs> Sum it up. <laughs> Empty. Empty. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, go ahead. If the Lord of hosts had not left us a few survivors, a remnant, go. We should have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. Mm hmm. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Mm -hmm. Give ear to the teaching of, of our God, mm -hmm. you people of Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, mm -hmm. says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. Mm -hmm. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of the lambs or of goats. Mm -hmm. When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my court? Stop. He said, I'm tired of the best steaks in the house. Y'all bringing to me, sacrificing for me. He said, I'm tired of y'all. Y'all are sacrificing. You're practicing the ritual, but the spirit behind the ritual ain't there. And the fact that you actually sacrificing and your heart ain't right means that you think you're fooling me. Think how disrespectful that is to go to God's Required altar at that time, bring the ox, bring whatever's required, bring the lamb, and you still not obeying him other than going to the religious ritual. Church has become that for some of y'all. And again, I don't necessarily mean everybody in this room, so don't take it personal because I talk to an international group, okay? But church becomes a ritual. You punch the clock and say, I'm here. Then you go out there and you disobey everything God has tried to teach you. And then what you say is, what about me? 
What you say is, I can't. What you say is, it's the generational curse in me. It's what mama and daddy did to me 50 years ago. I should have brought a friend to church today. Okay. I get it does have an impact on you. I'm not going to negate that. But see, I I got to slow down something because I want to get to preaching. But yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Verse 13. Bring no more vain offerings. Don't bring it no more. Stop. Stop. You're telling them to stop. Don't bring no more vain offerings. Don't bring no more offerings that are empty. Because what I require is not the physical offering, but the offering of your heart. Yes. See, that that God has not changed in that Hallelujah. character. Hallelujah. Okay? You keep trying to buy your way in. You can't buy God. You keep trying to church your way in. You can't church into God. He says, he's telling them, you ain't fooled me in almost five, six hundred years. Yo, King Solomon didn't fool me. The people said yes, and I knew they didn't know what they were saying. But the only reason that you hear is because I keep my word. And we just read, he keeps a little small remnant. So the promise, that which is going to deliver you, is going to come. Because if he took away Israel, you wouldn't have Jesus. And if he got rid of Judah, you wouldn't have Jesus. So he had to preserve it even within their sin. He had to preserve it because he made a promise. Sometimes you think you're getting away with something. It's only that you hear it because something's supposed to come through you down the line that God say need to be in this world. Some of you mothers... Yeah, I know your kids and you, you're concerned about your children, but don't give up on them yet because they may be the one or one of the ones. Maybe they're going through what they're going through, so down the line, right before you close your eyes, you see a whole nother turn on them. You keep praying for them. Now, don't be their Jesus because you can't. Mom, back up. Let these young men fall. They'll be all right. If you taught them, they should be all right. And if you don't, the street will teach them. You fall hard enough on that concrete, you're going to get up. You ain't going to just lay there. All right, go. Incense is an abomination to me. So quit burning sage. Go. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. You know what he said? Y'all church service is messed up. I'm so tired of y'all convocations and all these camp meetings and all these, uh, 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 what they call them, the things they have on the weekend, all these conferences. I'm tired of them. Retreats and all that stuff. He said, I'm tired of them. I'm trying to make it simple for you. You keep trying to make it so difficult. You think it's outside, it's inside. It ain't, it, you, 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 Lord Jesus, he's saying, look, I am tired of y'all. I'm tired of your offering. Quit bringing that burning incense. I'm tired of y'all gatherings. Stop. All right, go. Your new moons and your appointed feast, my soul hates. Woo, that's deep. God say it's so bad with him when y'all doing that, being fake. He said his soul hates. His soul hates it. 
That means you done got past his mind. You, 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 you deep in iniquity when God hates you. Hate you. He says that his soul hated. He, and what he's speaking through you is called anthropomorphic, meaning that he's condescending what he really feels so you can understand. So it's deeper than what, he, what you understand. He, he's bringing it down to your level. Okay? Read. They have become a burden to me. Mm -hmm. I am weary of bearing them. Mm -hmm. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Okay. Even though you make many prayers. Many prayers. Here we go. We at the worship. We at, oh, we at the offering, the worship, and now we at the prayer. Go ahead. I will not listen. He said, I ain't going to listen to you. Your hands are full of blood. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Mm -hmm. Make yourselves clean. That's consecrate. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Stop practicing sin. Cease to do evil. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. See, we know that passage. Seek justice. Uh-huh. Correct oppression. Uh-huh. Bring justice to the fatherless. Uh-huh. Plead the widow's cause. Plead the widow's cause. So this is what I'm going to show y'all. If the widow's mite story is such a great story, then he just said plead the widow's cause, which means you wouldn't take all that a widow had to live on. Amen. They violate their own rules. That's why Jesus was so astounded that that he had to make a he had to he had to mention it and nobody caught it. Not even the churches. Y'all think that's something they didn't use that to milk you. Be like the widow. Give all that you had to live on. It don't even say that she was blessed, does it? Yeah. They say she just went away. Yeah. It didn't say that the church, the, the, the temple came behind her and gave her anything. No, she gave what she thought she should give, and it was a, and it was wrong because she, that was God never wants you to give your last. Some of y'all been taught that. First fruits, throw it away. <laughs> Quit, quit, quit doing that. Y'all not Israel. And you ain't doing it right no way. So you can't be blessed from it. Because if you're going to practice that thing, you got to do all of them. And the tithe was more than just one time. I'll teach you on that later, but go ahead. Come now. Let us reason together. Let us reason together. Let's think about this. Go. Says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. See more this land contract. Go ahead. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. So we see that this generational curse thing is real. We see it all the way up to Isaiah, and God has reached a point. He said, I'm tired of this. <clears throat> no generation particularly got it right. Mm -hmm. Now, there maybe have been some individuals, a lot of them, who did as, as God required, but even that, we know when we read the epistles that explain the Gospels and the Old Testament, we know that the Holy Spirit taught Paul that all of their works were like what? So even on their best day, they got grace. On their best day. So now we fully established generational curses. We see it, right? Yes. Okay. Now, let's move down the timeline just a little bit more. Let's go to Ezekiel. And Ezekiel was doing is a is a is a is a uh 
contemporary of Daniel. Okay? So we know during Daniel's time, we talk about what, what nation taking him over? Babylon, thank you. Everybody should be able to say that. That's why you should come to Eden Bible study. Amen. You know this. Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, right? All right. All right. Uh, Ezekiel chapter, what did I say? 18. Ezekiel 18. Pay attention. Read it real loud. The word of the Lord came to me. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? What do you mean when y'all always repeating this proverb concerning who? Israel. 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 Concerning who? Israel. No, the church. Israel. Oh, all right, go ahead. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, declares the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. From this day forward, y'all have been making excuses. I don't want you, because what they were doing was using this proverb to continue to sin, to be like, I'm under the generational curse. A proverb is a truism. Okay? All right? So he's saying... Oh, y'all been using this. The, every time I confront you, you use this. The reason why you going through something, you use this. Yeah, oh, you see, right. I'm God. Remember you under. Remember you said back there that we was under. Now, hold on. Only time you read the Bible is when you're under in the generational curse. You know that one, but you forget about the thousand. Yes. Think about it. you take three and four in because it said to the third and the fourth generation for a thousand generations. How sick are you? How sick are we? We'll focus on that one passage and miss the, miss the passage underneath. And we know he's talking about thousand generations because we read it back in Isaiah. You see what I'm saying? We read this. All right? Go ahead. No longer use this, which means you used to use it and no longer do it. Say no longer. No longer. Say it like you mean it. No longer. Okay, but you talk to your kids and you don't want your kids to do something. You say, no longer will you continue to do this in my house. Amen. You've been getting away with it, but no longer. I don't care what your excuse is. And you use something that ain't meant to be used that way. That's using the word unlawfully. That's a sin too. All right, read. What what, what he say? Go. This is going to be really good. We're coming out of it, y'all. Come on. Behold, all souls are mine. Uh-huh. The soul of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. Uh-huh. The soul who sins shall die. No, they say the souls. No, the souls. Nope. The souls. Soul. Soul. Singular. Soul. The soul that sinneth shall what? Die. die. All right, go. If a man is righteous and does what is just and right, if he does not eat upon the mountains or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, mm -hmm. does not defile his neighbor's wife or approach a woman in her time of menstrual impurity, does not oppress anyone, but restores to the debtor his pledge, commits no robbery, gives his bread to the hungry, and covers the naked with a garment, does not lend and at interest or take any profit, withholds his hand from injustice, executes true justice between man and man, walks in my statutes, 
and keeps my rules by acting faithfully, he is righteous. He shall surely live, declares the Lord God. Mm -hmm. If a father's a son who is violent, a shedder of blood, who does any of these things, though he himself did none of these things, who even eats upon the mountains, defiles his neighbor's wife, oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery, does not restore the pledge, lifts up his eyes to the idols, commits abomination, lends at interest, and takes a profit, shall he then live? He shall not live. He has done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon himself. Upon himself? Himself. No, everybody else. No. The nation. No. Grandma and Pop Pappy. Him alone. Him alone. All right, go. Now, suppose this man fathers a son who sees all the sins that his father has done. This is somebody who's in white, grew up in a household, they father and mother full of sin. Then what happened? He sees and does not do likewise. He makes a choice. choice. Amen. Yep. There, there it is. There it is there right it is. there. Yeah. He makes a choice. Come on. Wow. Free will choice. Whenever this child decides that he grew up in this environment and decides not to go that way because it's evil and it's hurting them, and they say, no, I don't want to do that. You have children, and I know of some children, grew up in some bad environments. One child doubled down on the bad. The other child said, I don't want to live like that and go and do great things. See, environment is just a stimulus. It's neither good nor bad. You determine if it's good or bad by what you know about God. So when you look at God's word, you see what your, your parents are living or your, your great-grandparents are living. At some point, if your parents double down on it, you're born into that. You're pre Say predisposition. predisposition. That means you're more likely to do it because you've been exposed to it. And naturally as a kid, you don't look at it as bad until you learn from God. Amen. That's what you grew up in. It, you grew up, that's your environment. You yeah. predisposition. Yeah. But you ain't cursed. Because you can come out of that by what? Making a what? Choice. And you can make a choice when you make a choice for who? God. And you say it by faith. I'm going too fast. Go. He does not eat upon the mountains or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel. Think about it. Where do you say the idols were at? In the house of Israel. The idols were in the church. The idols was in the church. We got to sing a song. We got to have this. We got to have that. Unless we don't have that, we ain't had church. No, you ain't had church unless you get this. Amen. The word of God. That's why we call walking truth. I don't care what nobody else do. We, going, we didn't read so many verses. Y'all should be sick by now, but we ain't, it ain't over. It may be over for the day in a minute because I because I because this is almost time. I don't want to I don't want to make y'all go to sleep on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Does, does not defile his neighbor's wife, does not oppress anyone, exacts no pledge, mm -hmm. commits no robbery, mm -hmm. but gives his bread to the hungry, mm -hmm. and covers the naked with a garment, withholds his hand from iniquity, takes no interest or profit obeys my rules, and walks in my statutes, he shall not die for his father's iniquity. 
Thank you. He shall surely live. End of generational curses right there. So when y'all got friends and family that you talk about, woe is me, because I, I got this generational curse on me, tell them all you got to do is make a decision for Jesus. But until then, until then, you may live under the impression or depression or oppression of what your family has done. But see, God is saying, I'm so powerful. You come out of that. Yes. There ain't nothing you can't come back from. There ain't nothing you can't come back from. But when you talk this generational curse, you never know when you in or out. You think you think every time you do something, you back in the curse. That's how they get you keep coming. You are in bondage. Because they don't teach you freedom. And I understand, Nancy, why they don't want freedom. You know why they don't want freedom? Because yeah. when it's always somebody else's fault, they ain't got to take responsibility yeah. for it. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's the devil's fault. It's my generational curse fault. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to. And see, freedom, let me let me go and say this unequivocally. Freedom comes with a responsibility. Yes. And unless you, if you want to stay in bondage, leave it up to this person who got you enslaved. Yeah. Or the attitude that got you enslaved. Or the way you think they got you enslaved. Stay enslaved. But freedom says, at this point, I'm going to take responsibility for my soul salvation. Didn't it tell us somewhere in this Bible, say, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling? Yes. 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 Your own. Your own. Don't work out mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What God got me to do may not be what you to do. And see, and you don't look at nothing. See, what you're doing is still under this Old Testament looking at people's material stuff and watch thinking they blessed. The Bible says all our blessings are in heavenly places. Okay? Please, y'all share this around the world because need, everybody need this. So we see right then and there, you need to mark that in your Bible. That the generational curse for Israel ended. God said that he's going to uh, hold them responsible. Keep reading. Yet you say. Yet you say. Why should not the son suffer for the iniquity of the father? So in other words, you want to throw your people under the butt, back under the bus. <laughs> Go ahead. When the son has done what is just and right and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. Mm -hmm. The soul who sins shall die. Mm -hmm. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. Mm -hmm. But if a wicked person turns away from all his sins, repents. That's turn away means it's repent. It's Go ahead. From all his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is just and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him. Mm -hmm. For the righteousness that he has done, he shall live. Mm -hmm. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God? And not rather that he should turn from his way and live. Repent. Go ahead. 
But when a righteous person... Now check this out. Go ahead. But when a righteous person uh -huh. turns away from his righteousness mm -hmm. and does injustice mm -hmm. and does the same abomination that the wicked person does, mm -hmm. shall he live? None of the righteous deeds that he has done shall be remembered. For the treachery of which he is guilty and the sin he has committed, for them he shall die. Amen. Yes. So in other words, in that dispensation, say dispensation. dispensation. In that economy, say economy. Economy. What God said was if you do right, you get rewarded. If you do one thing wrong, you don't get rewarded. Even a righteous person who does right and then turns away and start practicing the sin, they don't get, they, they go back, they get nothing. They deserve to die. Yeah. And see, at first it sounded good. Because you said, if I do righteous, God going to reward me. He's not going to hold that against me. But then there's a heavier thing because he said, unless you do it all the time, unless you do it all the time, you're going to lose it. I don't want to be under this. That there's a there's no win situation for me. No win situation for me. Okay, we're gonna stop at this scripture. We're gonna continue this next week because we're gonna come out. We're gonna come out and say, we're gonna come out of this. Yeah, because God's gonna set us free from this generational curse thing. You should already be shouting that you know you ain't under generational curse. I didn't, I didn't prove it out. I didn't prove it out by my opinion. I proved it out with scripture. By the word. That's right. Okay. And you might find a scripture. You say, well, pastor, uh, no, I go by solid scriptures to, to explain scriptures that you may not understand. The context. Thank you, Nancy. Context, 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 context. Last verse, Romans 3.23. This is the state we're in. Uh-huh. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. Amen. In Romans 8.1. And we're going to continue this. And I'm going to prove to you that you want to be under the covenant of the church, not under the covenant of Israel. Go ahead. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people that are listening around the world. Lord, I hope that you are pleased that we walk through the scripture today. Your word that alleviates us, the body of Christ, from even thinking about the generational curses. That even you even told Israel that at that point in Ezekiel, they were responsible for their own sin. But in that, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that seeketh after God. And we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Lord, all I can say, oh, what a wretched man that we are. Who can save me? We're going to find out next week, Lord. And I thank you. Watch over us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and peace. And do what? Walk in truth. All right, man. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. 
Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.